0: Welcome back to the Future Self Podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3. In today's episode, I am having a discussion and a sit-down with the one and only ZT, the young CrossFit fucking legend of Wollongong, someone that I went to school with. Uh, We were mates in school, but not necessarily closest of friends. Like We knew each other fairly well, and then you split off into CrossFit. I split off into the gym, bit of rivalry there between the two sports. Uh, But yeah, I just wanted to have a sit down. Zach does some of the most inspiring shit when it comes to training. Um, He's quite quiet when it comes to achievement and what he's doing and almost flies under the radar with how he goes about things. But if you know him personally, what he actually does is fucking sick. Uh, So welcome. Thanks. Thank you very much. Firstly, how do you feel sitting down, doing a potty, an interview style, questions, questions,
1: Yeah, this is, I think, my third podcast now, but the first two have been with a mate, so it's a little bit more personal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: fair enough. Just for anyone watching, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I appreciate you tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, you obviously won't be able to see. I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, Got back from an end-of-year trip at Bali and then just got absolutely fucking sideswiped by some infection. Um, Speaking of sickness, though, how do you manage sickness with training? Because training is everything you do. How do you avoid it? And then how do you manage it when you actually get sick?
1: Yeah, well, funnily enough, since starting CrossFit, I haven't been sick much at all. Touch wood. But um, <laughs> I think in the early stages, I'd try and push it a bit too much. So I'd like think I have to really get in the gym and push through that session even with the sickness. Yeah. But I've learned like, to just back it off that day. Like, there's literally no point yep. pushing your body through something. Just let it recover and get, like, fresh the next week kind of thing. How do you...
0: Like, Do you, have, you said you haven't had any big sicknesses. How do you manage it if you get just, like, a small flu or you got to spend three or four days yeah. off training? Like, wh- wh- what do you fucking go and do? Because training's everything for you.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I just try and, like, have the hydration and everything... Sorted to fix that. Like, yeah. I just stay on top of that game first. Yeah. And then, yeah, just occupy yourself. Keep yourself, like, sane. Like,
0: yeah. Do you, what, will you just still go to the gym and fuck around? Or will you read a book, go to the beach, scroll um, on
1: your phone? Yeah, anything that, I guess, puts you in the present moment. Like, a walk on the beach or whatever. Like, just gets you, like, your mind off the sickness. Yeah.
0: but Yeah. Fair enough. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, which you should by now, because it's a pretty developing and growing sport but crossfit is a combination of becoming the fittest individual weightlifting ollie lifting fucking swimming running aerobic anaerobic everything how did you get into it where did you develop an interest into putting yourself into something that is so physically fucking hard and tiring all the time
1: yeah i think it was a big series of events that kind of got me to where I am now, yeah. obviously. Um, starting off, I was just a regular kid. I was a bit on the heavier side as a, like, just younger kid. Did all the sports growing up. Main sports were probably swimming, and then I played soccer and rugby league. I broke my leg playing rugby league, and I started putting on a fair bit more size. Yeah, And um, I... What was that? I had, like a bit of a tipping point when i, I kind of realized i was getting big yeah. if that makes sense yeah and i really wanted to just like prove to myself that i can like be better than this or whatever so from there i just got into i think at the time i was playing a lot of like video games and stuff and i was playing basketball on the um, playstation yeah, yeah 2k yeah. Yeah. and um that just interested me the most so i got into that um, played basketball like literally non-stop in I the afternoons. That at it was like four hours a day, just fucking running around. But from there, I did a, a vertical leap program. So I did a jumping program that was to help my basketball, and that was the first thing that was like kind of interest me in the gym because I'd never done something to help my sport yeah, outside yeah. of the sport. And um, from there, I just wanted to sign up to a gym, and then I found CrossFit through a mate that I was playing basketball with at the time.
0: Who was the mate?
1: Uh, Jake Souls. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because one, one of our friends, but one of your your closer friends, if anything, is, is Luke. Was Luke much into the sport before you started?
1: Yeah, he'd been doing the sport since maybe he was eight to ten. Yeah, fuck. And um, when I started, he would have been eighteen. Or 17 or 18. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. how long have you been doing it for now?
1: About, yeah, six years, I think.
0: It's fucking crazy. Because you, you're 22 now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 22. Six years, yeah, long time, but also short time compared to what some had been doing it. Yeah. And fuck, man, what you've done already, like, recently, down under. Yeah. Individual. Yeah. That's fucking unreal. Yeah, that was good. Um, touring, which is, like, the qualifier before the CrossFit Games, yeah, for Australia?
1: Yeah. for us, we get the top 3 to make it. Yeah, yeah so th- three people uh out
0: of what what's
1: the um it's it was 30 last year. This year it's going to be 40. Um but yeah, it's the top 30 in our Oceania region. Yeah. goes to Torian to compete for the top 3 spots. That's
0: fucking wild. And have you been there once or twice?
1: Uh twice now, yeah. That's massive.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the first time... So, yeah, a bit of context. uh, It's the qualifier before the Games, and the Games is kind of like CrossFit's version of the Olympics. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the absolute top competition where the best of the best go against each other. Uh, Do you remember the first time you ever ran out onto an arena?
1: Yeah. So, my first ever individual competition was over in Miami which is like oh yeah pretty big for most people. Yeah. Um it's called Waterpalooza. I did it as a teenager. I'm trying to think the first time in swimming was probably the first time I've been in like a bigger event yeah, okay. doing like regionals and state swimming. Yeah. But in CrossFit, yeah, that was pretty wild cuz it was a fair few people at this big event and like it was the first time I've ever done it in front of people. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Do the nerves dilute at all? Do you get any less nervous per event? Because here's the thing, right? Like, I'm so comfortable doing podcasts, but I still get the same butterflies in my stomach before every single fucking episode. And they yeah. haven't necessarily decreased. I just know that I'm going to be capable enough to have a decent conversation with someone. Yeah. Is it the same intensity or are you comfortable with it now? Like, what's the experience of the nerves before going out?
1: Mm, that's a good good question. I, um... I think the more times you've done it, especially at, like, the bigger stage, um, you just get more confidence and, like, you're comfortable going out there. You know that everything's going to be right. Like, once the competition's over, it doesn't really fucking matter. No one cares anymore. Yeah. Um, Like, I found the first year I made touring, I put way too much pressure on myself going into it and you end up performing worse and just, yeah, doesn't go as well. But, yeah, I've learnt to kind of take away that pressure you know there's going to be something like good to look f- forward to afterwards yeah. and um yeah that's probably helps the most in a question from what you just said because
0: everything you do seven days a week is about crossfit and sport and becoming something even bigger in the sport you just said the first time you went to taurian you put a lot of pressure on yourself and didn't perform that well how did you resurrect wanting to work harder afterwards? Like if all, if the bulk of everything you do is to get to a competition, then you get there and don't perform that well. How do you, or, or not that you didn't perform well, but yeah. perform as well as you wanted. How do you then go home and go, fuck, I need to work harder? Like, how do you not just give yeah. up, give in and, and just fuck it? I'm not doing
1: it anymore. So for that event, I found afterwards, I, I was like really annoyed because I knew I was a lot better than what, the I guess position on the leaderboard showed yeah so that was probably like the biggest thing I I knew if I just put another year of work in like I'm going to be a lot better and like it's going to look like I even improved more than I should have but um yeah just I guess being able to show like how good I actually am was the main one after that
0: yeah fair enough did you struggle to validate within yourself knowing that you were better than what it showed because for instance like I'm quite quiet with my achievements. There's so many things I've achieved or bought or set up for myself that no one really knows because I've learned to self-validate that if I yeah. think it's good enough, it's good enough. Did you struggle not to go around telling everyone, I could have done better or I just fucked it up? Like, Did you struggle to self-validate knowing that you could have done better without having to go and tell everyone?
1: No, I, I usually don't talk to people people about that too much anyway so it's more just to myself like i'm doing it for me at the end of the day like i just wanted to know that i'm better than that
0: yeah
1: okay why not talk to anyone about it um i obviously spoke to my family and like close friends about it but um like the ones that support me but like nobody else really matters to me in that case i guess yeah
0: yeah okay fair enough because their opinion doesn't matter or they're not competition or what what what's the differentiation of that sort
1: Um, yeah, it's just, they're not the people keeping me in the sport, I guess. Like, they're not, like, my family are the ones putting food on the table for me. Like, if I'm still living at home, I need their support more than anyone's.
0: You said something before about getting into the sport from being a bigger kid. Does, is that a driving factor for you now? Do you ever... Mid workout flick into a headspace of fuck, I got to do it for him or anything along those lines.
1: No, nah, it was definitely that was definitely just the start of the journey. I reckon. Yeah. I think there's different driving factors now. Like, it it changes as you go. To be honest. What's your current driving factor now then? Um, I'd say it's to prove to myself that like you're able to set a goal and achieve it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about it, really. What's
0: the main goal at the moment? Out of everything, what's your top goal?
1: Uh, this year, I'd love to make the CrossFit Games, but I, I know it's going to happen eventually. Um, but yeah, that that's the main goal.
0: Do you feel the pressure with age? I mean, you're young as fuck, as, as I am too. We're the same age. Do you feel the pressure to get there by a certain age? Do you want to have the stigma of
1: being like the youngest CrossFit Games
0: competitor ever, or do you just want to get there?
1: I'll, I would have already missed that boat. But What's <laughs> the age? I, I think someone made it as a male when they're 19 or 20 fucking yeah. hell so um i'm pretty sure it was uh, yeah i think it was 20 but justin medeiros wasn't when he was 21 so
0: really yeah fuck so you must have been doing it since he was like 10
1: yeah yeah fucking or maybe he was 22 sorry regardless but, yeah, yeah, yeah young one okay. of the two guys, yeah um
0: do you, this is i the episode that drops before yours is with max yeah cool um and Max and I have some convos every now and then. And I always ask him what his driving factor is when he's in the middle of a, the pain cave. Like, let's say 10 minutes on the air bike nonstop and everything just fucking sucks. It's burning and it's painful. I ask him, like, what what gets him out of that type of, you know, situation? Like, what gets him to drive more? You can you find a him around. Yeah. Um, what gets him to drive more? What gets him to push? And he he has fucking nothing. Like, he doesn't, in the sense of, he doesn't have something that really ticks him over. Like... You guys are so much fitter than me. So when I'm doing something fitness-wise, I'm thinking of the most fucking wild things. Yeah. Like What do you think of? Oh, uh, things truthfully that I wouldn't be comfortable to share. Um but for instance, it might be along the lines of um th- this isn't one of uh, this is one of them. Like if I don't finish this workout, I'll lose my apartment or you know if i don't hit a certain amount of cows my i'm going to lose my car or yeah, i'll yeah. lose my business yeah, yeah. um my I, I, my father to be honest is a big driving factor yeah. like
1: i'll think things along the lines of that yeah. do you have anything like that like when you're training i think when i started yes yeah. my father was definitely one of the things that yeah. kind of ticked me on yeah i um i think i caught him and my mom having a conversation about me being overweight and like he said something along the lines of he's not gonna to want to take his shirt off by the pool or whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So that's what really kick started it, I think. That was maybe something that hit the flitch the switch, sorry. Yeah, damn. Um like earlier on. Yeah. And then yeah, from there I I think it's more just internal. Like I will um yeah. If I'm in a workout hurting, like I usually just think to myself, like I'm doing this for me, no one else, like I can stop if I want, but I might as well push harder. Like, if, if I want what I really want. Bro, that's, that's fucking insane because it's something so hard, such
0: as a workout, and your driving factor is I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Yet there's so many humans out there who wake up and won't even fucking brush their teeth for themselves. Yeah. Or they won't even step foot in a gym or eat something healthy or yeah. spend one weekend not fucking smacking lines on. Yeah. Like, it's wild that your solidification is just, I want to do that for me. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, if it does feel too vulnerable to share, but why is there such a drive to do it for you? Like, was there something when you were younger that you felt you lacked on yourself that wasn't for you? Like, what's the driving factor of doing it for me? Why is that so deeply rooted? Because everything I do is future self. It's for my future self. Yeah. And that's because my past childhood and whatnot has been really hard. Is there like, why, why is there so much... Do it for
1: me. Why do you need to prove that to yourself? I think it could have been those first few years of sport, like being overweight and like not feeling like I fit in with everyone else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is just I really wanted to better myself at a certain point and I'm just sticking my ground with it. Yeah, it's but, fu- it's 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 fucking wild
0: to see because yeah. CrossFit is a sport where you're you have to really love the lifestyle. Like people can make money in the sport; it's no yeah. discredit to the top guys making money or sponsorships or whatnot. But it's not something like basketball or yeah, NFL no. where you can be good at a sport to then live a lifestyle that's lavish. Like you have to live and breathe it because you love it have you ever had motives with money? Like, has that ever been a motive for the sport? Have you ever questioned, fuck, I'm doing something that's going to be a grind to, you know, pay my way through the future or set yourself up or
1: anything? I think when I was a little bit younger and like earlier in the sport of CrossFit, I thought I wanted to do both. Like I wanted to have a business and I wanted to do CrossFit um, all at once. But I figured I needed to kind of dive deep on just one at the moment. Like, I know I can always go back into business after I've built a personal brand or whatnot through CrossFit. But um, for me now, I think it's important to just focus on the sport side of it. Like, you only get this 20s to 30s once, and I'm not going to get to 30 and go, oh, I might try and be an athlete now. Like, I want want to live that athlete lifestyle. i got to try it now. Fuck, you have
0: it pretty mapped out, eh? You have, like... The vision of your lifestyle and what you want to do pretty solidified, and you know what it takes. I, I say this like, or when I think about you and your lifestyle, the only thing between you and where you want to be is time. Yeah, because it's not drive, it's not effort, it's not anything else it's just time it's like someone who has a flourishing business wanting to buy a really nice car it's like well you can't just get it yet but a few years of earning good money you'll be able to get it
1: let life unfold kind of thing yeah it'll happen yeah
0: because you're here your goal is right here it's it's just a continuance of time because if you make it once you'll want to make it again and then you'll want a place and you'll want to do really well you might want to share this or you might not because it is pretty competitive in the sporting um, area. What's your weakest aspect towards the sport? Like what holds you back the most?
1: Um, I think it's another thing that just comes with time. It's mainly strength. Yeah. like in, in all things, it's just strength. Yeah. Um, particularly maybe pressing strength with my long arms. Um, yeah, same yeah. fucking boat, man. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Okay,
0: strength's not... I mean, yeah, it's a, like like you just said. It's just a, it's just a thing between yeah. time. Do you only focus on strength then in your off season?
1: Yeah. So the last maybe two or three years, I've known that strength is like a big weakness, and that's when I kind of taken taken CrossFit a bit more serious. Yeah. Okay. The last two years haven't gone too planned, to be honest. Yeah. Just with injuries and like minor setbacks. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm on the right track now but yeah
0: yeah. funny enough in hindsight too i mean it might be annoying that it hasn't gone to plan but so much success will come from it not Mm. going to plan
1: yeah i'm happy with the lessons i've learned from those setbacks so
0: that's fucking that's good because a lot of people just hold guilt or regret and then they sit static and don't they don't fucking move anywhere from there
1: just on the topic of setbacks have you had any setbacks that you've learned lessons from
0: yeah yeah i i Sometimes if I ever have heated discussions with individuals, they always throw back in my face, take on your own advice Yeah, because I'm I'm preaching so many quotes or thoughts and and ways of life. They'll always say, just take on your own advice for once. And I always say, some of the advice I give isn't because that's the way I live my life. It's because I know what it's like not to live that way and how fucking hard that can be. So, I give that advice. So, for instance, like a big struggle for me in the past was intimate uh, relationships. And people will say, well, take on your advice, like be vulnerable, be open, be trusting. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, fair. It's, I, it's good advice that I give. Um, but I also give it because I know what it's like to be scared and worried and, and those types of things. Yeah, There's been so many setbacks though. I've had so many financial setbacks, um, injuries. Like I got a tax bill one year and I was like, what's the actual fuck? And then I learned that I needed to change the whole structure of my business. Yeah, And it was so such an expensive lesson, but it's like, I won't ever fuck that up ever again. Yeah. The only, uh, this will clash on what I've said kind of before. The only regret I have in a lesson that I learned is my hip. Right. When I started CrossFit with everyone, everyone was at such a level way above me. Mm -hmm. But because I had such brute strength, let's say you guys were cleaning 120 with great technique. I was fucking muscle cleaning it because I was strong enough, but it was just jacking up my body. So I've learned so many lessons from this hip and it's changed the way I train, but it's been so fucking hard and annoying that I wish I had have just known it from the start. Yeah. Um, But yeah, most of my best lessons, just to recap, the question you asked most of my best lessons are from the shit things that have gone on like it's very rare i achieve something and it's like fuck yes i learned yeah. something i'm more just celebrate it but the shit things along the way is what i learnt most of
1: yeah so when a hard time comes along do you almost like lean into that hard time and know that something good is going to be on the other side yeah or
0: yeah, yeah. i won't share too much yet because uh, I'm trying to keep things private and whatnot, but I'm going through a bit of stuff at the the moment, just personal life stuff, business stuff, um, wanting to take my business in a different direction and whatnot. Um, and I'm trying not to shy away from it. I'm trying not to avoid it or forget about it or, you know, quieten it down. Yeah. I'm trying to lean into what I need to do, what's going to be better from it. So, yeah, I, I don't put myself in shit positions on purpose. Yeah. But when they arise, I definitely don't, you know, freak out going everything's yeah. fucked it's like Poor well me not yeah. exactly yeah, yeah the victim mindset fucking gets you yeah. nowhere um you said broke you broke your leg at the start of your uh
1: like sporting kind of career have
0: you had any other big injuries since then
1: not major to like the extent of a broken bone or anything like that just like several i guess in inflame infl- inflammations <laughs> yeah, yeah inflammatory um, yeah or um like just minor little niggles and stuff. But enough to like kick you out of training for like a month or something. Like True. Not not fully out of training, but just like you'd lose all your progression and you might not get back to where you were in like another six months kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Do you ever have something like are you hyper focused on injury? Are you hyper aware about it? Like trying to
1: avoid it? Um I have found I think I know where you're going with this. Are you saying I'm focusing on it too much or... I'm not,
0: I'm not, truthfully, I'm not taking it anywhere specific, but like, are you, um, are you hyper-focused on uh, avoiding injury? Like when you, let's say the the boys are going to go to a jump rock, were you thinking in your head, fuck, I might injure myself, I actually don't want to go?
1: I definitely used to do that, but now I've like kind of learnt to like, just enjoy life a little bit. Um, Obviously, I'm not doing it every weekend or like... But I will jump if if it's there. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Why? Um, How did the, the lesson switch? Has that been just seeing people live that way, or just you having to just accept it?
1: I think a lesson I learned, it was from a different, um, total different thing within CrossFit. One, it was actually recently um, before touring this year, the major competition. I was placed thirteenth, and I got a, a penalty and it knocked me to 31st. So oh. so I was one spot out of making it for about two weeks. I was sitting at 31st, not thinking that I made the competition that I trained all year for once again. Um, after my disappointing finish the first time, yep. I trained all year round to make it. And so I was sitting there for about two weeks, just pondering life because I'd trained all years for this comp. And um, at that that time hmm. kind of taught me to just not put so much Like Like it doesn't matter That much Like I almost missed out And then leading Into that competition It helped with The pressure Of The competition Like I didn't care as much Because two weeks ago I thought I wasn't even Going to be here Like competing Yeah okay um, And learning that To not be so Desperate for something And like Kind of letting go And just letting it happen I've I've kind of Taught me to just Kind of Just do whatever
0: fuck i'll be honest like i'm actually stoked we can have a sit down and and chat because there's so many mindsets that i have similar to you i didn't even like know about there's so many experiences that you've lived that you're sharing some of them now that i didn't know you knew Mm -hmm. like it's you're actually more um not that i made a judgment or or too much of a thought about it but you're a lot more conscious than what i thought and it's really interesting because a lot of my life's focus is business Plus training. Yours is all in on training. Um, but I've had a similar, like I've had similar experiences that with that with business. So, I've had periods of time where I'll be gaining client after client after client. But then a period of time where 10 might stop in the one month. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's that that detachment. It's like, you. I never want people uh, to all drop in one go, but if they're ready, they're ready. Yeah. But in that situation, it taught me, it's like, you don't really have control over it. You can do the best you can yeah. and show up for that, but things are going to happen. So yeah, when you let go of that forceful control, things end up happening a bit better. Yeah, which, 100%. Granted, given your experience of the second time round, once you let go a little bit was better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: what, the reason I asked the injury question is, I think I always think of um, Max,
1: like he is not thinking about an injury ever. But he just he never, just... never has injuries, yeah. which is,
0: or uh, at least once he doesn't even discuss about. Yeah. But I feel like that—that's uh, what keeps him so. Um, agile with avoiding injury because his lack of care towards it yeah like it'll be, totally agree it'll be 2 a.m and he'll be whipping out a pistol squat and we haven't trained in two days yeah. or he'll be doing backflips in the gym and i always think it's like he's so carefree about the injury compared to let's say someone like who you used to be but I, f- I just have this weird energy feeling that you're more inclined to get injured and he's probably not when the um the attachments are so strong towards it so who you used to be yeah. Someone's so scared of being injured compared to someone who's carefree. You almost attract what you put out.
1: Yeah. So, so this is a good example. The only exercise I've been injured on is back squats. And I think that's because I've had that conscious awareness of I'm doing back squats. I might injure myself. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I think the, so I've retweaked it maybe three times on my back and um, both, uh, all three times, that morning, I had a thought that I might hurt my back. That's fast.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's so weird how yeah. that happens because like I said, even in the business sense, the times where I'm just content with how things are going and happy with who I'm working with, it flourishes. But then when I'm like, oh, I'm stressed about this or I've you know, bought an apartment, I need to make repayments or whatever, it's like then people start almost leaving. It's like... Yeah. It's like I don't know, I don't want to sound airy-fairy, but it's like something knows what's going on and it goes, "Bro, you have got to stop stressing about it or yeah. I'm going to fucking give it to you." Um, how does it feel being friends with like some of the bigger guys in the industry? So like Ricky and Benny, they're pretty fucking they're yeah. pretty up there. Um, Commonwealth Games
1: athletes, Sunny, sunny website. So yeah. yeah,
0: how does it feel having like connections and relationships and being surrounded by people that are doing what you dream to do?
1: Yeah, it's it's huge. I found uh, well, when I started CrossFit, I was lucky enough to walk into a gym that had Luke, yeah, CrossFit Games teenage teenage athlete, and um, all the boys there. And I found that just surrounding yourself with those guys, like you're gonna be as good as them eventually. That's something I always told myself. Like when I started, yeah, I like, read right that within two years' time, I'm gonna be as good as these guys, or at least bet like around their level. Yeah, um, and then yeah. Hanging around those guys, like, their experience, like, it rubs off on you. You learn things all the time. Like, with Sonny, he's helped my lifting heaps. And then Ricky, it's just... It's good to know that, like, he's probably the fittest man in the world right now. Yeah. And, like, you can see where where he's at, how far away you are with certain things. It's, like, very important, especially for your mind.
0: Some people, though, don't like that dynamic. Some people like being the best person in the room. Do you ever, when you're surrounded by people doing what you want to do or they've been doing it longer so they're just naturally better than you at it do you ever struggle hanging around that feeling like the underdog like naturally you're going to be if i hang around with millionaires my business comparative to that's nowhere near do you like always being in the environment of being second to the people you're around or uh, to, to to make that make more sense do you like being around people where you're not the top dog in the room all the time
1: i think it's important to do it every now and then like to be in that position because otherwise you're never gonna see what you're capable of i guess yeah um for the first two and a half years of of the sport like that i did i was with luke so every day i was the second best or not even i was probably at the start i was the worst and then eventually i climbed up the ranks between the boys and um yeah, I've, I think it's important to have people that are better than you around you. I, even if it's like, even if you are the best in the world at CrossFit, like you should have a better weightlifter there with you every now and then, or a better runner, better things like that. Like you're going to learn from them. Yeah, I, I, I the
0: the I love this quote that I read, um, and then I kind of coined a thought process around it, where it's you can always learn something from someone, yeah. even if someone is second to you or not as good at something as you, uh, you can learn something from them because there's so many people that I appreciate being around. One, because they've taught me how to do something better or they've solidified, fuck, I don't ever want to do what you do. So you always have the opportunity to learn something from someone, whether they, they're better than you or not because the people who are doing worse shit or they're not doing it as good as they care as they care less, it kind of can solidify going, fuck, Like I learned from you that I don't want to be like you. Yeah. or I don't want to do what you're doing. Yeah. Cuz there's there's people in again just to link it to business cuz that's my big focus. Um I'll hang around them in business and my bigger mentors go, "Fuck, why are you hanging around these people?" and it's like, "Well, I can't tell you how much I'm learning from these people because I'm learning what not to do."
1: That's a great example of like when I'd walk into any rsl or pub i'm like looking around i'm like i do not want to turn out like these guys like even if you go out on a weekend or something you're like, uh, yeah. oh my god I'm, I'm like, this is what can happen to you if you like just be normal like yeah. it's yeah it's scary do you, you you don't drink do you do you drink you don't drink often i'll drink that. like maybe twice a year
0: do you feel guilty when you do drink
1: um i used to when i f- was um i guess first doing crossfit Cause I knew Luke would never drink, yeah. and, and like just the pressure of that, like I just would feel, feel guilty if I ever did. Um, Now I know it's good too, just to like let loose a little bit, like every now and then, and then it actually makes me not want to do it ever again, like for the rest of the year, kind of thing. Yeah. So I do, I do think it's good too, every now and then. Yeah. But I don't get like addicted to it or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah fair enough. I, I'm a I drank once last year and it was actually when I went overseas cuz I can only ever drink when I'm not working because yeah. there's so much responsibility um but I'm such an anti-advocate of not drinking like I I don't like it yeah because people always use this term of it's good for balance it's a balanced lifestyle it's like bro it's not fucking balanced like balance is putting in work and getting a return for it yeah. but I agree with what you just said it's good to do every now and then cuz either if you have fun great Or it teaches you, fuck, this is why I don't do it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Every time I've drunk in the last two, three years, I remind myself the next day, I'm like, fuck, that's why I won't drink for another year again or like another six months.
0: It's good you're able to identify that though because so many people our age go out every weekend, they fucking hate it, but they stay doing it. They're depressed and it Mm. affects their mental health, but they don't learn the fact that it's something that you need to break or not do. Uh, In terms of programming at the moment, are you programming on... Like, are you with someone? Are you doing nutrition? Are you on a recovery protocol? Like, if you're comfortable to share, uh, like, what's what's kind of your regimen with that at the moment?
1: Yeah. So, for, I think, a year and a half now, I've been working with uh, Raw Strength and Conditioning. Big shout Bad Bobby D. That. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yep, shout out to Raw Strength. <laughs> um, It's been really good. Like, it, I think that, obviously, his program's amazing. It's making me better, but his way of letting me learn i think he, he guides me into certain things and he never makes a decision for me so it's always me making That's the,
0: the call it. i love that approach so much
1: but so it's like um yeah it's not too hands-on like we see each other as much as we can and yeah i feel like i've i can grow a lot better through that for about six months before i was working with him i was kind of just floating around making up my own things um and the two and a half years before that i was just doing what luke de was doing every single day in the gym yeah but yeah why did the six months floating around
0: doing your own things not work
1: um i just didn't know enough to be honest Okay. I uh, um it was probably longer than that to be honest I think after Luke's competition in 2021 at Toron, he had a bit of a break and his girlfriend moved over from the States. So we kind of went our separate ways with training. And um, yeah, I was just kind of making up stuff as I went. If you knew how to
0: program, would you program for yourself or given the experience of working with someone under someone else's guidance, would you work with someone else still?
1: um yeah i think working with someone for me is the best way to go about it like he's got proven results he's made someone not a games athlete a games athlete and i trust his programming and i think that's probably the most important thing yeah that like if you believe it's gonna work it probably got more chance to
0: it's also i guess the basic fundamentals of just accountability yeah it's like like we were talking about just before, you can always learn something from someone, even if you're the best at it. So even if, if you go into someone else's, yeah, accountability and guidance. That's that's I that's I mean that's my job. That's why so many people come to me because they see the way I do things and they like that. And then I don't ever want to work with someone forever. I know I play my role with specific clients, and then I encourage them to go off and. I always found it really important that the ending transitional period is so crucial to keep a good relationship because if you genuinely give a fuck about someone, you shouldn't be bitter them finally in a position to go off and do their own thing. Yeah. It'd be like uh, you, you know, killing it at the games and then going off and doing your own thing and then... Uh, your coach being bitter about it it's like as if yeah. like you'd, you'd want to celebrate it which I'm sure that would happen yeah um, but yeah then people go off they might go with someone else which I encourage because no single approach is the best approach there's so many different ways and then they might come back around interesting for you do you ever get nervous that like if you're not performing a hundred percent all the time does that ever link back around like come competition time? if you don't place in a certain event do you ever think fuck yeah because I half-assed the bike for you know a couple workouts or I knew I'd never push myself you know to finish those final reps I always cheated a couple like do you ever have those thoughts or those
1: situations? I've found in past experiences if you don't meet the standards within training it's going to turn out to be that at the competition so I've learned it's best to Approach training with that mindset of, like, I'm being judged right now and you've got to move perfectly. And then you can't really be mad if you get done at a competition. But, yeah, you're obviously guilty if you're in training and you're trying to rush things. And then come t- competition time, you it's the only way you know how to do the movement. Did you ever used to have the situation of
0: struggle where if you were training with the boys... Uh, the difference between I might cheat a few reps so I finish first and look good compared to knowing within yourself, no, I'm going to do all the reps, come last with the boys, but that will translate better in a competition.
1: Yeah, so being a very competitive person, you obviously always want to win Like in those things. I never would cut reps or anything like that, but I think all of the boys um, like, might push the standards a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that might have made, I guess, um, certain competitions bad. Like if you like when you do show up to a competition, you're like you're not doing the rep properly. Like you've been rushing it in training. Fair enough, Um, yeah. But yeah. I found that that probably would have a effect to your competition.
0: I I remember fucking when I used to train with everyone, but when I was fresh, I was so unfit. And I remember I just – I was so angsty about doing CrossFit movements. Like, you were all so competent at training. And I remember I'd float up a snatch and I'd watch videos and it's like, fuck, bro, I'm a personal training coach slash lifestyle coach of five years and I can't do this movement. But I was a beginner at it. Yeah. But I still – like, it was a bit of a, a hit to my ego that I wasn't good. And I remember when I first started, we all used to train together and I would struggle so much not to cheat the reps – Right. Like I would in my head go, oh, I'm just going to shave off a a couple, couple. or, you know, I'm just going to not do a couple. But then what I started doing was counting how many everyone else was doing and just making joke call outs. So then they would focus on how many I was doing. So it would force me to do the full amount. Even if they weren't focused on me in my head, I'd think, oh, I'm judged. Like I've judged what they've done. They're now going to judge what I've done. Um, More specific to the CrossFit community, what's
1: the hardest hero workout you've done? I have not done many hero workouts, to be honest. True. Yeah. I don't even... I probably know like three of them, like three of the names. Have you
0: done... Um, I literally just had it and it lost my mind. What's the 1.6 mile run? Murph.
1: Have you yeah. done that before? Never. No. You haven't? No.
0: Fuck, I, I... The standard of when I did it was awful. I was squatting and like like spaghetti spine in my back so much. <laughs> yeah. that, that was one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. What's one of the hardest workouts you've just... You've done? Do you have anything you can recall?
1: I think I don't really find any workouts super hard unless you pace them wrong. Like and you get you screw it up like um a good example is the first workout of down under this year. I just overheated and I was cooked like yeah. That's what I find hard in a workout. Like if you pace a workout perfectly, it's never really that hard until like maybe the last minute or two. Okay. Um where I find newbies would probably redline too early and every workout just becomes ridiculously hard. Yeah, that's my experience. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So if you uh, programmed a 15K run, uh, a three-kilometer swim or 30 minutes nonstop on the air bike, you have the same internal response of, I'm just going to train. Like you don't look at it and go, fuck, this is going to be so much harder or this is harder or...
1: Yeah. I think I'll just take anything how it is and just approach it my best way I guess
0: that's what's so wild with you fucking human beings that do that <laughs> sport like I-, I dabble in it just for final for my mental health or you know because I want to eat kind of shitty and look really good like that's some of my <laughs> motives as to yeah, why I do it fair. um but yeah, you guys are just a different breed. Like the ability you have to tap into kind of treating it all the same or giving it your all in a structured and well-approached way all the times, just fucking wild. I was interested in the direction of where today was going to go because I wasn't sure if it was going to be all CrossFit or, you know, all this or all that. But that's why I like not necessarily planning the episodes. Like I'll have an idea of some things I want to ask or talk about, but I don't like it being a perfect script because we can go anywhere. You know, we covered some random things here and there and some personal things and then obviously some personal things for me. Um, something like this isn't easy to do though. So, I'm grateful and proud of you for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank like,
0: you. Yeah. yeah, it's... it's. I, I like... Obviously, I'm doing a few of my close mates at the moment like Alec, uh, you, uh, Max as well and there's a few other people that I want to interview but or, or have a discussion with. But yeah, it's not easy. So, yeah. I, I can you
1: fucking did good. Cheers. I think it's important to try things that you kind of uncomfortable doing oh so. actually question question this is a the topic of
0: we did you come down to kayama that time we went to the jump rock and we we're talking about the liver
1: the liver oh max is eating the did, liver
0: were you down there when we went
1: i think so. i came once yeah
0: okay so what well, just quickly why do you think it's important to do uncomfortable things
1: um i think there's always something you can learn from them yeah. i think it it just Breaks you out of that barrier that you're used to being in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think
0: doing more uncomfortable things translate into being able to perform or push better in CrossFit or training in general?
1: I think every day you almost come across having to do at least one uncomfortable workout or something. Yeah. So, I guess it does. Like, And at a competition third day of the competition you might really not want to even be there like yeah. and just pushing yourself through those last couple of workouts it's, it, yeah i reckon it helps
0: i was trying to explain this mindset to the boys and they didn't really get it and i may have not articulated it right but i was trying to say that someone i feel like someone who does more things of discomfort would train better or be able to push harder because at the end of the day, it's just discomfort. Like if you scale it down yeah. to the molecules of the experience, it's discomfort and discomfort. Yeah. So it might be scary or uncomfortable to go up and talk to 10 strangers, just like it's uncomfortable to push a little bit harder on an air bike. Yeah. And it's weird because one's fitness and one's like a confidence type thing. But mm. I feel like if you were consistently exposing yourself to shit that's uncomfortable I just feel like you, it would translate into being better at pushing discomfort. Because you're always used to that gross feeling of, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this or I'm scared to do this. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and once you've done it once within the day, the next time it's going to be easier and easier
0: and easier. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I get that. Anyway, that was just a a weird translation of the last thought. But um, if you tuned in on YouTube, I appreciate you because it's a big part of the whole podcasting. Uh, If you're listening back on Spotify, because we're back on for season three, I appreciate you. I definitely got the hassle that fucking everyone wants Spotify back. I took it off for season two and everyone's like, bring it back. So people obviously might not enjoy watching us talk, uh, but they'll, they'll definitely tune in. If anything that you heard uh, resonates with you, let me know. Um, I'll link Zach's socials down in the description or the bio. You can definitely check him out. Just focus and watch your shit because you're starting to become a little bit more active and louder with what you do and it's very interesting yeah. um, in very subtle ways and I know by the time this episode's dropped in a few weeks you will be even more active. But yeah, check him out if you want to. Uh, new episode drops in two weeks. I appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Fuck yeah, bro. Peace. How good?